Right. Good morning, everyone. Um, morning, John. Uh, so the, the title of um, the sermon this morning is um, The Power of God for the Defenseless Ones, um, particularly apt given the uh, general election this week. I don't know if you would count the Liberal Democrats as the defenseless ones, maybe. Um, so I thought I'd just talk a, 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 just a, a couple of updates on things. Um, first of all, I don't know, I've just moved. Um, I now live in Broadfield. I live in Eddington Hill. And uh, that was um, last weekend. I spent probably about 20 hours moving. So it was quite exciting. Um, but it's, it's actually kind of nice to be in the parish. It's quite good. Um, and also, I thought I'd just talk a little bit about Dave um, whilst I'm up here, which is the men's group. And just that uh, I was just sort of counting back over the last three events we've done. I think we've had over 100 people come to those events. So um, I think it's just really exciting that we're kind of getting really good numbers and people are coming back. We're seeing the same places come back to the events and things. So that's quite good. Um, my last uh, note is just that um, this um, will be available as a podcast. <laughs> we, we, do, um, we do podcast all our sermons, uh, and if you don't know what that means, you can come and see me, um, and I'll explain it to you, but it's uh, essentially if you have a copy of iTunes on your computer, search for CTO and you'll be able to download a copy of the sermon every week. Um, okay, so uh, let's, I'll just pray. Okay. Um, uh, Father God, I just pray that uh, you'd be in this place. Just unpack these things for us, Lord, these uh, words of scripture. Uh, just give me clarity and understanding, Lord, as I speak. Amen. So I'm going to tell you uh, about a chap uh, called Max. I met Max when I was 13. And I sang at his wife's funeral. And um, you might not be able to imagine this, but actually I was a little choir boy robes, bowl cut, you know, the whole thing. Um, and uh, I think it was Over the Wings of a Dove that I sang. Uh, it was um, it's quite powerful being at someone else's funeral. because you, you don't really know everyone, but you can appreciate the sorrow and the grief that is there. Um, and Max came to speak to me afterwards uh, and just to thank me for being part of the service and to sing. Uh, and he went on to ask me which church I went to and about the choir and things. And then a few weeks later, I'd kind of forgotten about this by now and kind of got on with things. And I began to notice that Max was coming to our church on a Sunday morning. Um, and he was there week after week. And gradually, my parents and I got talking to Max. And he began to sort of tell us a little, about, a little bit about his story. The funeral I'd been to was his wife. Um, she'd been battling for years against cancer um, and had sadly died. Um, he had one son and he was away uh, fighting in the armed forces. Um, he hadn't been able to get back for the funeral and he, Max, actually barely saw his son. Um, now his wife had died and Max was quite worried that he'd have to move out of his house because uh, he, he couldn't afford to live on just one pension 
Um, and there, there was just a whole lot of stuff going on um, for this guy. And um, we invited him round for dinner um, to our house. And I just remember him telling me about one sort of specific incident in his life. And that was um, about the moment that the doctors told him that there was nothing they could do for his wife, that this cancer was terminal. And how he had had to stay strong, he'd had to stay positive and upbeat that whole day just to try and support his wife. And finally, when he'd managed to get her to sleep, he had to lock himself in the bathroom and just completely collapsed in a heap of anger and tears. Max had just had enough. He had nothing left to give, all his energy and courage, all his anger just utterly spent. I wonder, um, here today, how many of us have been in a situation like that? Despite all our best efforts, the worst has happened. The thing we've fought to hang on to is taken from us. Maybe you're in a situation like that right now. If we turn to today's passage, we, we see that children are encouraged to go and see Jesus, to, to interact with him. And parents have brought their children along deliberately. Um, they have a chance to form a relationship with Jesus. The disciples had other ideas about this. Uh, and I can I sort of imagine them just kind of, sort of trying to push them away and form some sort of barrier around Jesus. Um, but he's, Jesus is really quick to correct them and say that you know, let them, let them come. But not only that, he then says to them, the kingdom of God belongs to those that are like children. Sarah's in. Verse 14, he said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. Okay, so we won't stop the kids. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And I can just imagine the disciples just sort of doing a double take and going, sorry, sorry, what? And then just this sort of kind of realisation of, well, well hang on, if the, if, the, if the children can come to Jesus and, you know, they're only children, then how, how does that work? I just imagine just the confusion, just the thoughts in the disciples. Funnily enough, I think it's a theme throughout the life of Jesus that he was often criticised for spending too much time with the wrong people. Children, tax collectors, sinners. Why wasn't Jesus with the heads of state, with the religious leaders, with the Sanhedrin? Even the disciples themselves missed the fact that Jesus wanted to speak to those who really needed him most to spend time with those that had no friends, that had no one to stick up for them, people that were defenceless. So, who are the defenceless ones today? The poor? The sick? You? Me? I think probably at some stage we're all defenceless. When we've given all that we can 
when every drop of strength and courage is gone. When Max had given all he could, God became his defence. The moment Max's defences came tumbling down, God was there just rebuilding them right back up again. And I think it's important that we begin to realise that when these moments happen, God is our defence. When the person we love is taken from us, the moment that news is delivered, the crushing blow, the knockout punch, when the walls come tumbling down, and we are defenceless, God is our defence. When the marriage you've fought so hard for, given so much time and effort to, compromised and changed so much for, finally breaks down. The agonising moment as you finally feel your heart break when you realise that it's all over. God is your defence. When my mum was taken from me by cancer and I cried out in anger and bitterness to God, although I didn't know it at the time, God was my defence. God will be with us when we need him most. He will be there holding the fort, rebuilding the walls. He will be our strength and shield when we have nothing left to give.